This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We've been talking about conflict resolution using the principles of Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker. We talked about the causes of conflict and then unhealthy responses to that, either responding with escape mechanisms, basically trying to avoid or deny or or get away from the issues, or attack, where the mindset is that you have to win at all costs in whatever the conflict are. Yesterday, we began talking about biblical responses, which he refers to as peacemaking responses. And he has them in two different categories, personal peacemaking. These are our responses that are carried out personally, that you try to work towards reconciliation. So the first is to overlook an, an offense, smaller matters that are not significant enough to, to, to deal with directly that the offense, you can say, you know what, I'm not sure it was intentional. I'm not sure if it matters enough. I'm choosing to acknowledge that it happened, but not do anything about it, and I'm going to forgive it and overlook it. Um, the second is reconciliation. The matter is, is too serious to overlook, and so you actually try to resolve that through confession, loving cor- correction, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then third is negotiation, that you've dealt with the actual personal component, but this is dealing with the material or consequences of whatever the conflict was. And we wanted to just just provide one caveat to this whole personal peacemaking. And Ryan, I'll let you talk about that with regard to if you find yourself in, in an abusive situation. Yeah, we want to make sure, uh, as you're listening to our last episode, when you talked about reconciliation, you know, there is, you know, as people come to you who have made an offense and they're acknowledging it and they ask for forgiveness and if it's genuine, it is, as as we said, our responsibility as Christians to extend that forgiveness. And this is something Jesus was even asked by his disciples, well, if my brother sins against me seven times, how often do I forgive him? But in the situation of where you find yourself in an abusive relationship and as is often the case, abusers they know how to manipulate the situation and they can come and they can ask for forgiveness and time and time again say they're sorry and seem very genuinely sorry with tears pouring down their faces. We, we strongly encourage if you find yourself in that situation that you don't handle that on your own, that you move directly into these assisted peacemaking uh, paths that uh, bringing other brothers and sisters in, bringing the church in, and especially if it, as these can be life-endangering situations, that other authorities get involved uh, to help you in those dangerous situations. And assisted peacemaking that Ryan is talking about are re- responses that require the involvement of other people from your church or Christian community. And so there are moments, like Ryan is saying, where for your own safety and the safety of maybe others, you need to immediately move towards assisted 
peacemaking. And these are biblical too. I yes. Mean, this all falls under Ken Sandy's definition of these are biblical paths to go. And he, in the peacemaking side of things, he talks about the personal peacemaking, three categories, and then now the assisted peacemaking, which are also three different categories. And the first is mediation. And in mediation, this is where you have, as individuals, attempted to reconcile and, and, and for whatever reason, you haven't been able to come to an agreement on your own um, as two people that are in some sort of conflict, and you are now in mediation asking somebody else to be involved in the process. So talk through what does that look like in that process of somebody else coming in. Well, it, it, it actually fits in with uh, you know, biblical discipline. When you know you someone sinned against you, you go and show that uh, the other person their fault. We're told if they if they accept that you've won your brother, you've covered that sin. But if they don't, if they don't, then you bring one or two with you so that they hear that and they and you're working through through that. And so the in 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 mediate the mediator may give advice in the, that situation they may ultimately we're going to talk about you know ho- holding the other person accountable in that situation but they're giving some outside perspective as to why this needs to be taken handled there are times in my role as a pastor that I come with the authority of my office and there are other times where I come and I'll say to people that are struggling with a conflict and say you know what I'll just be there to help the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll listen, I'll ask questions, I'll moderate, but my role is to try to help you to communicate that for whatever reason communication has been eluding you, I'm just going to be there to help the process. And that that's really part of 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 this mediation. Right. That yeah. you're doing active listening which involves questioning, which in, in, which then, because sometimes really what we talked about, one of the problems with conflict is miscommunication. Right. And, right. And, and having and another the, set of ears to listen and this kind the, of discern what's being said among the two parties. This is the kind of thing that might happen between a husband and a wife that seeks counseling mm-hmm. in a, a situation or a parent and their child. Um, how am I to handle this? And you, so you are actually providing some wisdom to the situation uh, through listening to each one of them. Mediation isn't just me going and telling my problems to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's sitting down with the other person in in the room. And sometimes it just them. involves somebody saying something and somebody else saying responding, and then you parroting back and say, I believe what I'm hearing is this person is saying this, this person is saying this. Is that correct? Have I summarized your position? Because the other person wasn't hearing it right. Mm-hmm. And so you're just trying to put it in different words so that both parties can say, yes, that is exactly what I meant. Or they can provide the corrective and say, mm-hmm. well, no, that's not actually um, quite right. I really meant. And what you're doing is helping refine communication mm-hmm. because eventually you have to get to the source of the conflict, the true mm-hmm. conflict. So that you can say, okay, now I think we've identified what the sin is involved. Mm -hmm. 
will you accept your responsibility in this? Will you accept your right. responsibility? And and as Ken would uh, point out, Ken Sandy here, he says, uh, you know, they're asking, they're giving advice, but the parties uh, that are there retain the responsibility yes. of making the decision on how to resolve that difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't resolve the difference for them in mediation they they have to own it themselves which mm-hmm. differs differs from the next category which he calls arbitration in arbitration the difference is unlike mediation where they always have responsibility for the the response and the action in arbitration both parties have willingly come forward and said to an, another party a third party and said we want you given the facts to make a decision about our situation, and it will be binding upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking an independent authority to hear their case and then then make a judgment. So it would be like in a courtroom, you've brought your case, you've made your case to the judge, and whatever the judge decides is binding upon you. And they're saying it's not a courtroom. Mm-hmm. It's it's outside of the the court system, but basically you're going to treat it the same way, right? And and there's there's times when that's the best option, where you just willingly submit to an, a third party and say, "Tell us how you see it, and we'll we'll willingly submit to whatever decision you render." And yeah, you, it, it, yeah, and it's and it is a sense where. You, well, while you might not have been unified on what was going in, you come out of there with a certain sense of unanimity. Mm-hmm. I will live with this. I will live with the decision that they've placed upon me because I think it's because their decision is going to be best in the long run. Mm-hmm. And in that, both parties have to own up to the decision to give that decision to somebody else. You can't, I mean, this is going to be a truly peacemaking road and path. Uh, both parties have to commit to the fact that whatever is decided by the one making the arbitration, that they will truly adhere to it, not bringing it up again, not having bitterness, not having like, well, that didn't go my way. You know, it's uh, it needs to be truly binding. So for Jonathan and I, we belong to the same federation denomination, and this would be what we would be part of an appeals process mm-hmm. that Two, two parties within a local church could not resolve something, and they bring it to the next level up, which we would call classes, and both present their case, and then we as a body hear that and render a judgment. I just did air quotes for everybody listening. <laughs> um, which is then binding on the parties involved, that it's a form of arbitration. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and we give, we give uh, advice to the situation. You yes. know, we we've rendered our, our advice in that situation, and now you know even within our federation, our denomination, uh, you know, it's there is another level which yep. they can uh, appeal. But it, but the idea is that they feel like they've been wronged by an individual or or the church or something like that, and then they go and they make that appeal because they could not resolve it on their own. Mm-hmm. They right. couldn't. Ha- I mean, uh, mediation didn't work, so they're moving to the next level of saying we need somebody else to render. Yeah, and, and even within our own circle of friends, even you know, for instance, you know, when our you know within the city here in Boise. You know, Pastor Josh Bales, who we've has been part of our Gospel for Life. You know, there have been times when they've asked for wisdom from outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, years ago, one of my first contacts with Josh was 
I was asked to come over to their church and help the elder and and the pastor work something out together. Mm. You know, I teased. I said, "Well, I you know I'm not an expert because I haven't traveled 200 miles <laughs> um, because we, we tend to listen to people who for, are farther away from us, mm-hmm. and in in this sense." arbitration helps that they are farther from that uh, personal farther from the personalities involved mm-hmm. and they're able to you know with some wisdom you know being farther from it actually hear more of the conversation mm-hmm. the third category of this biblical response in the category of assisted peacemaking is accountability and so in this particular case somebody who professes to be a Christian and they refuse to be reconciled and do what is right, it, at that matter, you've taken it to somebody else, the whole mediation, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And now the matter comes to the church, and the church is now going to be involved with the authority of the church, um, the authority given to the elders, which are called the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And one of the keys of the kingdom is preaching, and the other key of the kingdom is discipline. And this is the authority that the church has to intervene and say, okay, there has not been biblical reconciliation and one party is resisting or maybe both parties are resisting. Mm -hmm. And now the church is coming in in an official capacity to try to bring about um, reconciliation and resolution. Yeah, this road is really an unfolding of Jesus' teaching in Matthew 18. The personal being that first going to your brother or sister, and then this assisted peacemaking being that bringing others with you, or the last, bringing it to the church. And at this point, the church has the authority to set up those parameters of how things will move forward. Tomorrow, we'll continue working through some of the principles of Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker, and hopefully this will help you as you engage with others and bring about biblical reconciliation. Let's talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.